meet you where you are. And he'll take you as far as you're willing to go. He'll take you as far as you're willing to go. He won't for, he'll say, here's what, here's what it looks like. And you know what? It doesn't look like anything you're familiar with. But here's what he's been encouraging me with. We can stay in the land of familiar. Or we can press into something we've never seen before. And he's promised I'll be there. And I, I'm telling you, the land of familiar is not appealing anymore. Because when you've tasted, he said, oh, taste and see. When you've tasted and seen who he is and what that looks like. Romans chapter 8. Tisha last week made reference to this. And uh, she talked about the Chronicles of Narnia. If you haven't seen that yet, your homeworks, go home and watch it. Because it is a tremendous movie. Uh, The symbolism in it, the typology in it is just amazing. But she talked about, uh, you know, the little fox and when he got caught and she said, he, the fox said, I'm sorry, your highness or your majesty. And she said, oh, don't be sucking up now. He said, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> ha. And it says in Romans chapter 8 that, you know, creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. But prior to that, verse, uh, verse 18 says, for I consider the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us doesn't say to us it says in us why is that glory why is that glory revealed in us because the next verse says for the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God that glory is revealed in us because creation is waiting to see it creation is waiting to see the sons of God rise up with his glory being revealed through them amen Verse uh, 21 says this. Because the creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Did you hear that? Let me say that again. That for creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Of whose liberty? Ours. So creation is delivered into... And from our liberty. Isn't that rich? For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves, groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we are saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Listen. But we hope for what we do not see. We eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And I was just like, man, that's awesome. That's what Tish taught last week. It was just awesome. Romans chapter 12. The Lord had me share this while I was down. At the, this is actually what I preached. Not this, but from this passage at the river in Tamboril. And it's about the body. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, For I say, though the great, through the grace given to me, To everyone is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Having, listen, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. I told you that we're on the, on the, 
edge, the verge of seeing God do things in our county and our communities, I don't think has been seen here yet. I, I really don't. I'm not saying it hasn't happened in the body, in the, in the church at large, in the world, but it hasn't seen, been seen here locally. But I want to tell you this, it doesn't come through great worship. It doesn't come through great preaching. It comes through the body coming together. Did you hear me? It comes that everyone, he said that we're many members. He said we all have differing gifts. So he said with those, here's what we need to do. Let us use them. Let us use them. And, and it goes through and he says if it's prophecy, then pro- prophesy in the proportion of your faith. If ministry, do it in ministering. If, if he teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. I love this in the New Living Translation. Verse 9 says this in the New Living Translation. Uh, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Don't be superficial. Don't be religious in your love. Hey, brother, love you. Really love. Really love like Jesus loved when he said, Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. Really love like Jesus loved when he took off his robe and he washed his disciples' feet. Really love them. He says, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I love that. Fervent, fiery, passionate in spirit. Huh? Fervent, fiery, passionate in spirit. Not just, well, I go to church because that's what I do. But fiery and passionate every day of our lives. Rejoice, he said, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saint, given to hospitality. The last passage that I'll read, and then I will show our slideshow. 1 Corinthians 12. As, we, as I was looking at this, and it talks, that there, it gave reference to seven gifts in Romans. But this is uh, 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the nine gifts. But there's something I want to point out. He says... These, uh, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 12, 4. There are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are difference, diversities of activities. This is a New King James. But it's the same God who works all and in all. Did you notice that there's three references there? There's Spirit, there's Lord, and there's God. Gifts, ministries, and activities. It's three different things mentioned. They're not the same word. So it says, through the Spirit, there are gifts. Through the, through the Lord, there's ministry. And through, uh, through God, who works all in all, there's activities. So I wanted to give you the definition. Because then it goes in and it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. But it says here, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The diversity of gifts. The, gift, the word gifts there means spiritual endowments. So there's the diversity of spiritual endowments that come by the Spirit. You with me? 
Then he says there's difference of ministries, the same Lord. Ministries means this, an office and work of a minister, one who serves another. So isn't it amazing how it says there's diversity of gifts, and the gifts there means spiritual endowments that, that come through Holy Spirit. But he said then there are offices that come up under the Lord. Are you tracking with me? He said there are offices, and even in the definition in the Greek, in Strong's uh, definition or Thayer's Greek definition, one of the things it talks about is the, the office of the apostle, the office of the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And it says those offices are offices that you can be called into, but th those offices are submitted to him as Lord. You're not doing your deal. There's a diversity of gifts that the Spirit will give. And I don't believe that Josh just has the gift of prophecy. I believe that those gifts, those nine gifts, are open to all of us at any time. And it's as the Spirit wills and as there's necessity. You can flow in and out of those gifts. The Spirit gives it. But then there are offices. And he says in those offices, they have to be submitted to the Lord, to the headship of the Lord. You're not just doing your deal. So that's why those in authority, those in those offices, they don't just usurp authority over others. They're in submission to what the Father's saying, and that's the way they lead. Because he's Lord, right? And then the last one, it says this. The last one, it says this. There are activities. That word activities literally means workings. It means operations. It means uh, manifestations in the most simple form. So he said there's giftings. Through the Holy Spirit. And that the three are one. I'm not trying to separate them. I just want you to see the distinction between them. There are giftings that we all have, these gifts. And he lists nine of them. And he said, those are the Spirit gives as he wills. And we flow in and out of those. Then there are ministries. There are offices. Appointed offices. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And he said, those have to be submitted to the Lord. And then the last thing he talks about is God who works all in all. And he said, through him, there are activities. There are manifestations. So what is he saying? Through the Spirit, every one of us has a gift that the Father is waiting for us to manifest. All for all. It comes from him and it's for him. And as we walk in those gifts, that's why he said we are one body, listen, and many members. That's why to see this move of God that I believe he wants to do on the earth today, it comes through the whole body being the body. Every person filling their part. Not just having anointed worship, which we do. Not just having good preaching and teaching, which we do. Not from me, but from everyone who comes in here. We have good teaching. That's not enough. In and of itself, it's not enough. What we have to have is the body. You know, it's not enough for my feet to be able to walk. To have the ability to walk, but they don't have the energy or the brain to tell them how to walk. Are you with me? Every part is important. So the gifting that you have, I believe that he's put gifts in this body. We don't all have the same gifts. Some of us do have similar gifts, but not all of us have the same gifts. But as those gifts rise up, this body will function in a way we've never seen before. And it's through those gifts operating. And that's what he's talking about right here. It's God who gives us the manifestations, and he's over that, and he's looking for that, not just him, but creation itself is waiting for it. Amen? That's good. Um, so one of the days, they all run together, so one day, um, <laughs> we, 
decided we were just going to go right outside the gate and uh, just minister to the people. It wasn't a planned event. It wasn't scheduled. Nobody was expecting us, you know. Um, so it was really awesome. Um, our interpreters, they were just doing whatever they were doing, and there was no one around, but we really wanted to go out. You know, we just didn't want to sit around and hang out at the, uh, the base or whatever. So uh, we... dealt with some sickness, so Pastor Rodimea said, we're just going to stay here, we're going to cancel the activities, we were supposed to go back to Kaibete, and he said, we're just going to stay here, and Stephen and, and some of us said, man, let's not just sit here, let's go do something. So we serve a big God who speaks all different kind of languages, so no worries, you know, it's just a, a little communication barrier, you know, Spanish and English, so I was like, well, let's just go out there, you know, it's I mean. like eight of us, yeah. not a one of us spoke Spanish. So I was like, man, God will provide an interpreter. You know, I said, let's just go out the gate and let's just see what happens. So we go out there. The first guy that we pray for, he pulls up on a motorcycle, and uh, we pray for him. He jumps off, and he speaks a little English. Yeah, he said, I'll go with you. Yeah, I mean, it was just so amazing. Like, he was uh, riding, him and his buddy was on the uh, motorcycle together. And literally from outside the gate, it was from that door to that door. Yeah. About how far we'd gotten outside the gate, and we saw this guy. So it was just like... That was just really cool to me, you know, just yeah. for us to prophesy that, and it just happened. I mean, that's really awesome. Uh, but just one uh, cool testimony, and it's it just really highlighted God's love for each one of us. Um, was I was going to pull the picture up? Is it the woman that we prayed? Yeah, for the lady. Thing? She was. We just went in her house, and she was a Christian. She was actually part of one of their small groups or small sales or something. So the uh, and we actually met up with Junior after we had been out there for a while. So now we have like a real interpreter. So you know, it was it was really cool, man. So this lady was like, "Man, I'm just not feeling good. I'm just not, you know." She was weak and stuff. And here, you know, eight or ten Americans just coming in her house. And just pray for her and just love on her. And when we left, she's like, man, I just feel happy. And I was just like, you know, I can't imagine just sitting around in a hot house not feeling good. And you, I know when she knows Jesus, knowing she loves Jesus and stuff, it's just like, man, God, just don't. You know, so she's probably just sitting on the couch, man, and all of a sudden, all these people out of nowhere come love on her. And I was just like, man. You know, that just, I don't know, that just really, yeah, this is the lady right here, man. And, uh, you know, just something so simple as our act of obedience just probably wrecked her world that day. You know what I'm saying? How we just came and loved on her. I mean, was it, did she, was she blind and see? Did she, was she deaf and did she hear? No, that's not what she needed. She needed to be loved on. And, you know, through our obedience, um, you know, God was able to minister her to her in an awesome way. And so pretty much when we left her, we prayed for the guy in, in the wheelchair. I know Josh wants to share that testimony. But something really else I'll share real quick was uh, Jackie highlighted. Yeah, she highlighted this lady that had a water bottle or something, and she didn't look happy. Is that right, Jackie? Like. Yeah, and it's like, you know, Jackie's like, man, she looks like he's full of anger. She has a spirit or something like that. And so, and this is what kind of, it's really like awesome, you know, Ty was just talking about it. Just the body working together. You know, 
I didn't see that lady. I didn't see that. I didn't see her having a spirit or nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was just probably clueless looking down the road or something, you know. <laughs> so I would have missed it altogether. So Jackie highlighted that. And then, you know, it was like, okay, well, let's go after it. Finally, you know, we find the lady. We find out where she lives. We go in the house. Um, road and just Jackie saw her and we just went on down the road and just praying for people and then we were coming back up and the guy that was with us in the town and then Junior came up we found Junior who is uh, Pastor Rodimaeus' son he's an interpreter he speaks English we went by his house and didn't even know where he lived he goes I live right there what are y'all doing out here we said we're praying for people he said you want me to come we said sure (laughs) so now we had two people who spoke English but he said yeah that lady lives right down here said everybody in town knows she's angry said that she's been raped by several people in the community and she's just angry and, and rejected. And uh, Jackie said, let's go. So we go to our house, and we get to pray with her. We get to sing over. And Josh has the opportunity to do some uh, inner, inner healing. And, I mean, it was cool. We wasn't on a time frame. Yeah. There was no time. We got to sit down and just minister the love of Jesus with this lady on her bed in her house. It was so awesome just to see God meet those people right where they were at. And what was cool is this is, like I said, from here to Anna Maria is from the ministry there, Miva. And uh, Junior, she started, Josh administered to her, and she started laughing. I heard, we were out in the street, and she starts laughing. And Junior, who grew up here, he said, I've never heard her laugh. Yeah. Well, I think Josh told, told her, said, uh, tell her to laugh, and Junior said, she don't laugh. And then, and, there, and then Josh said, tell her to laugh, and then she started laughing. And it was just like. And I, mean, I walked was, in the house when I heard her laughing. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> I'm going to get in on some of this. You know, and I mean, just to see God minister to just, you know, people right where they were, yeah. you know, just through the obedience of the body of Christ. That's cool. It's awesome. I'll tag off of what he was talking about. With that lady, though, it was interesting because um, Junior. Through the whole time we were down there, Junior, every time I would say something to him, he'd look at me and go, they don't do that. <laughs> like I would say, get him to get up and walk. He doesn't walk. Yeah. Get her to laugh. She doesn't laugh. And every time, he'd look at me and go, and they'd start doing it. Um, so it was really, we ministered to them, to, yeah. to the, the ministry that we were down with, because he was, I mean, he would say, this is my community. And literally, he lived across the street from these people. You could throw a rock and hit their house. And he was just like, they don't do that. Yeah. That was like his choice phrase. But um, coolest thing, man, I know for me, uh, my trip, the breakthrough for me was when I got sick. Um, that was probably the biggest, hardest walk for me um, that came out with the biggest victory. And I was sick the least amount of time of anybody on the trip. Um, I was only sick about four hours. And... Um, I came down first, and basically I went to my room about around lunchtime. I didn't eat anything for lunch, and just I wasn't feeling hot. Um, and I went and laid down for probably about, a, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour, just slept, and woke up, had a high fever, and just didn't feel good. And I told Cam, um Corey. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember who I told. <laughs> I was thinking That's it was Corey. Corey over there in the white shirt. I couldn't remember. I knew Stephen and, and – uh, Todd had come in, so I was trying to figure out who it was. But Corey, I, I said something to Corey. He, me and him were in the same room together, and I said, "Go get Todd." And I said, "We're gonna we're gonna pray about this." And uh, so they came in, and we just uh, sat down, and 
they prayed over me, and uh, I started feeling better. Uh, not as, I wouldn't say I was 100% by any stretch of the imagination, but I was probably about 50% better. And um, I just told Ty, I said, I'm just going to worship. And everybody kind of left the room, and, and uh, I turned some worship music on, and I just prayed in the Spirit. And he walked in, and I was jumping up and down and kind of looked at me like, oh, I guess you're feeling better. <laughs> and, um, and I just kept going, and I told Todd, I said, man, I said, I don't feel good. I said, but we're going down this. We had a, a crusade-type thing that night. I said, we're just going to go. And I got a bottle of water, and I think I drank half of his, <laughs> not the whole thing. And we went in, and we danced, and we worshiped like there wasn't anything wrong. And when I got on the bus, I felt like hell. <laughs> I mean, I probably had a temperature of 104. I mean, I was sweating, and, and just it was hot. And then on the bus, the window that I was sitting in didn't go down, so it was even worse. <laughs> But uh, I got off the bus, and I got uh, back. I got, as soon as I walked off the bus and walked down the hallway to my room, I felt about 80% better. And I laid down, and Melita came in there, and she was holding my hand, and we were, I had worship music. And we were just, I was praying, and uh, she was singing. And by the time that Todd and them came in, I felt about, I was probably about 90% better. But the next morning, I woke up, and I was, I was fine. Um, Todd looked at me, and I was grinning. And come around the corner, and he said, well, I guess you're feeling better. I said, I'm good. I said, let's go. And um, so that was, for me, I had never really been in a situation where I didn't have anything to lean on besides God. Come on. You know, when we're in the DR, you know, there is no, let me take an Excedrin migraine because I got a headache, and let me go and see the doctor, and he can give me an IV or whatever. It was, I got four hours, and we're we're going to somewhere, you know. I, I got to get better, and I, I'm not missing anything on this trip, and I'm not going to miss what the Lord's going to do. So that was a huge walk for me of just looking past myself and looking past what is acceptable here when you don't have it there, and so pressed past it and and got better, and it gave me an opportunity as everybody else started getting sick to really press into. Okay, guys, this is what we got to do. This is what worked for me. It may not work for you, but it worked for me. And I'm going to tell you what happened and, and, and try it. So we turned scriptures on and we pressed into it. And, uh, and that was a huge breakthrough. But uh, the, the guy, I think we've got a picture yeah. of him, the guy that was in the wheelchair, um, that, was, that was another one of those moments. That was the first moment with Junior where I said, I, I want you to tell this man to, to stand up. And he says, well, he doesn't walk. And I, and I told him, I said, I want him to speak because he couldn't speak. They're members of his church, <coughs> Junior's church. And uh, Junior was, was kind of funny because he'd be like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever you say me to do. And so the guy, I said, I want him to say Jesus. I said, I just want those to be the first words he says, say Jesus. And so he started mumbling out. I mean, he got out Jesus. I don't know how you know, great it sounded, but it, we could hear him say it. And, and he said, amen, and Jesus. And those were his first words that we heard him say. Um, and... I told him, I said, look, I said, I want to get out of this chair. I said, and he got up, and he had a cane in his hand. I said, and I took the cane away, and he kind of was like, you know, where's my cane at? And uh, I said, let's just, let's just go. I grabbed him by the hands, and we walked um, out of his house. And there was a step, probably, it was it's taller. Than this. Yeah, it was taller than this. And, and he just, you know, walked right out of his house, and they said he hadn't been outside or seen outside for two months. Josh said, come on, we want to walk outside. And Junior again said, he, he doesn't go out. He hadn't been outside. <laughs> and Josh said, well, we're going outside. <laughs> <laughs> and Junior said, okay. <laughs> so he was, he was, for me, he was one of the biggest breakthroughs that I had right after my sickness.
The guy in the white glasses uh -huh. that they just had, he was the guy that was on the motorcycle. Yeah, that's the guy on the motorcycle that we prayed for right when we came out of the gate. And he said, I'll just go with you. Gave somebody <laughs> else's motorcycle. Yeah, there's two guys on a motorcycle. And that guy just rode off on his bike because he wanted to go with us to pray for people. And then when we got back to Meva, he let me ride his motorcycle. <laughs> Josh, oh, I said, Josh, don't go back outside. Why? I can ride. And I said, don't, I don't, the last thing I need is you getting scraped up off the road. The way they drive down here. Stay inside here. So Josh on his little motor. <laughs> anyway, I was going to show you Junior. but Yeah. So, like I said, that was kind of one of those first moments where we really, we broke outside of our mold. Um, and we went and did what we came down there to do. I mean, walking out the Great Commission and praying for people and, and seeing them get delivered. Um, so, I know for me, uh, the lady with the laughing was, that was that was precious to me. It was just yeah. the joy of the Lord coming on her, and that was awesome. and she hugged us, and and it just you could see change in her face, and um, those two happened at the same time. And I know we've shared the testimonies about the other two ladies, uh, so I'm not going to waste your time on that. <laughs> Mel, I'll be I'll be brief. Uh, one the day that he was talking about that we went out, um, and we were at the monument um, was a part of what we've done the last two years. They have kind of churches come together and do this big thing, crusade. Um, and it's like you go down, you go out there and it's kind of a talent show. <laughs> it's what it kind of, you have people that do mimes and dance and random acts and singing and some of it was Stop. awesome and worshipful and other stuff just made me go. Hallelujah. So um, anyway, so I, to be honest, it wasn't my most favorite thing to look forward to. I wasn't looking forward to going because we've done that stuff the last two years, and I'm like, it's fine. And we well, weren't supposed to do it. No, we weren't supposed to do it, but somehow we got They found out I was in the country, and yeah. they had to have me speak. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> so anyway, there's a, there's a girl named Lindy. She lives, there she is. She lives at, um, at Casa Grande right now. She's only been here, been there about a month and a half, and um, she's kind of just doing missionary stuff, living there and doing whatever they ask her to do. And um, she's very good at Spanish, and she obviously, as you can see, she does worship. So she had um, kind of said, well, you know, it's kind of a variety show, so bring your guitar. You might get the chance to play. And I'm thinking, play what? I haven't prepared Spanish stuff. I know this much. She's like, I'll just bring it. So literally, she's like walking up onto the stage. That's a truck, by the way, and that has a stage. So the back of it, she's walking up there, and she's calling me like, come on, where, where are you at? And I'm going, what are, I don't even, what are we doing? Okay, <laughs> this is very much out of my comfort zone. I can worship all day long as long as I know what I'm doing, kind of. <laughs> so I thought, wow, this is great. I knew that my, the guitar I brought was my missionary guitar, and it did not have a pickup that worked. So it wasn't like I could even plug in. I was just going to stand up there, and she was plugged in and everything anyway. So she's got sheet music that has no chords on it. It has Spanish lyrics. I didn't even know two of the songs in English, let alone in Spanish. So I'm going, this is great. And she just looks at me. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm playing this in the key of E. Okay, go. And just starts. And I'm going, oh, I feel really dumb. This is not good. And I'm looking at her, you know, chords. And I'm trying to keep up and play. And then I went, 
After the second song, I went, forget it. This next song I know in English, so I'm going to figure out the words in Spanish and just sing with you because I can't play and sing. This is not happening. So I just sang with her. I don't even remember what the song was, but, and really I sang like one of those, you know, like three words in the sentence, so you just sing those Belt three. Those and, out yeah, loud. <laughs> just let the rest of it go and worship. So I said, that was very humbling and wow, not what I would have wanted to do. Like had I known, like I would have really prepared like an awesome song or something. I had, no, it was bad. So anyway, at the end of that, then Todd preaches and we had an altar call and we had people come up for salvation, which was a few, and then had people that to come for healing. We didn't have hardly any interpreters. So they just said, if you have pain or need healing, put your hand where you need healing and they're just going to come out and pray. So um, it was pretty dark at this point. And uh, so I prayed for a few people and I saw one woman specifically and she had her hand around her neck or her throat. So I just went over to her and she was probably in her 60s or something like that, little tiny lady. And she, I put my hand and I just prayed, you know, I knew she needed healing. So I just prayed healing and, um, you know, that was, that was it and walked away from her. And then it kind of died down. Well, she came and found me about 15 minutes later and just was rambling in Spanish like I knew exactly what she was saying and I was looking at her like this yeah, is funny because yeah. Mel is standing there in front of her nodding her head and I walk up while this woman's talking and I start talking to Mel I said do you understand what she's saying I thought maybe a gift had fallen on Mel and she was interpreting she said I don't have a clue I said she don't know you don't know does she she said no and that woman never never stopped talking that woman didn't miss a beat she's just talking right and Mel's writing stuff down and I so I thought really I was tuning in because I thought she'd got the gift of interpretation of tongues and she was just writing down what the woman was saying. I was no, really So one of her friends or somebody in the church, because she goes to a church there that was represented and um, knew very enough English to tell me she's saying that when you sang, when you and that girl, no, first it was she wants to know where she can buy the CD that you and that girl sang. And I Come went, on. I've never sang with that girl before. We don't even really know each other, but that's great that you think it was nice. And so she was what I was writing what she was writing down was her address for me to send her a CD and I didn't know what she was wanting to do that I w was very confused anyway I finally got Lindy to come over and Lindy said what she's saying is that as soon as we started to sing she felt healing in her throat whatever it was I still am confused of what it was but she said something to do with her her tongue would swell and it would like get paralyzed and she couldn't talk and she couldn't breathe and it was kind of like spasm it would come and go and that when she was there, she was feeling that. And when we started to sing, which I thought was not great, she was healed. And she Come said something on. else about a blood disorder that she felt cool all the way through her, her body. And, and that that was <laughs> like, you know, she got new blood. And she even told me what blood type she was, which was great to know. But um, so anyway, I just said that to think, you know, Lord, thank you. Because that in my humble, I did not look good up there, nor did I probably sound very good at all. But it was just, right. I'm just going to do what they tell me to do. Okay, we'll do it. And the Lord used that. So, amen. 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 And that's the cool thing about being stretched. You know, we don't always know, like me going, go at, at joy. You don't know what it's, all he's asking you to do is step out in obedience. And you'll never know what's on the other side of that until you're willing to step out. He's so much bigger than we think. And when we give him opportunity to, that we partner with him, he does some amazing things. Amen? Isn't that good stuff? Wow. Praise the Lord. Fill our praise. Fill our praise. 
Shine. 